Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and back in the studio with no pity whatsoever. My co-host, James Muncy. Good morning, James. Good morning, brother. How are you? I'm the fool. Oh, man. <laughs> we're back with sound effects. I see what kind of a day we're, it's going to be ba- today. We're back with sound effects. How uh, you been, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I just blew it. I just totally blew What'd it. What'd you do? I didn't yell he's back. Yeah. I missed I, one week, man. I, do you realize how often I do not get this opportunity to yell? I know. He's back. I yeah. mean, it's, it's rare that you're gone. It and is. And for those of you that have listened to the show for a while... I miss James so much. I love to yell, <laughs> he's back! That's right. I mean, there I just go. did, but it wasn't, the, it wasn't the same. Yeah. And I know you don't like being away from the show, and you probably don't even like hearing me yell, he's back. I don't like being away from home at all. <laughs> I don't like being away from, from anything. Yeah, but I've been, uh, no, I was out in the Midwest uh, on some business, so sorry I missed last week. But he's back. Well, you should, uh, you should pity yourself for not being here and uh, being a part of our show last week. Yeah, well, it was a good one. Do you ever self-pity yourself? I've been there. I've been there. And, uh, you know, this topic is really interesting to me because uh, I'm, I'm interested to get your take and give mine. I have a feeling you and I may may disagree a little bit on, I hope we on do. this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope we do. And uh, rolling around for this topic, I found a whole lot of stuff. And, of course, you can't think of the word pity without thinking of Mr. T. Right. Of course, if you're of the right age. I mean, there's going to be a a part of our audience where they're like, isn't that that old guy that used to wear a lot of gold chains? Well, he was an 80s icon. And and I think if Mr. T was in the studio right now, this is probably what he would say. I pity myself that I got to be with these fools. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, he may be with us a few more times this morning. Wouldn't it be I, I, awesome to have Mr. T on a show about pity? It would be. That would be awesome. <laughs> Can you do Mr. T impersonation? I, I'm not going to try. Uh, pity the fool. Oh, good for you. No, well, no, wherever. Thank everyone. Thank you for being here and just being a part of James and I conversation. Wherever you're listening to us right now, whether it's on uh, radio, Facebook Live, maybe the podcast, wherever you're listening to us, just thank you for being here, allowing us to be a part of your journey every single week. We deliver to you, the listeners, the insights and inspirations to living different. And this topic came up, which is just specifically self-pity. It's very difficult to do anything different in your life if you're pitying yourself. Yeah. So you said already... We may differ on this. Yeah, I think so, we, I think we may. What do you think about self pity? What's your outtake on this? So I think, like so many things, self pity is a bad thing in any sort of excess. In fact, I would go as far as to say that it's very rare that you should have any significant self pity. But I think that it is a natural emotion that mm. is a healthy emotion as we go through the various stages of, of a given situation in our lives. Yeah. So um, I, I agree with that. Okay. I, I will say I did not agree with that when I first started digging into this topic. Mm-hmm. My, I, I just turned 45 years old, and I've spent the majority of my life avoiding self-pity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have always seen it as a, as a weakness. I've always seen it as a waste of time. 
I've always seen it as incredibly frustrating. Maybe not just for me, James, but it is incredibly frustrating when the people around me are exhibiting self-pity. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just suck it up, buttercup <laughs> is a a frame that or a phrase that many of you have used or heard in the past. It is a sign of of weakness to most people. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that there is value to self-pity, to, to what you just said. So that yeah. was very insightful on your part. And, and I'm curious, because you're probably not an avid researcher of pity, where did you get the, those thoughts? Like, how, how did that come about with you? I mean, I, like most things for the show, man, you know, and I think this is something where you and I offset each other. We always give our own opinion. You tend to do a lot of like more clinical research and, <laughs> and, you know, I kind of just go, I just kind of go with, with the various life experiences that, that I've had. And I can tell you, you know, even, even fairly recently in my life, I have had moments of, of pretty severe self pity. Mm. And I, I don't think that, I don't think it's, it's a healthy behavior to wake up every single morning with, with that feeling. But I certainly think, and it's something that most people, by the way, when they feel it, they don't want to feel. They feel that That's guilt. They feel like I shouldn't be this way. But I think sometimes having some self-pity helps us process a situation, helps us process our feelings, um, helps put things into a little bit of perspective. And you know what? It's it's okay to feel sorry for yourself when maybe you've been dealt a bad hand mm. when maybe you're frustrated at where life has put you at this moment. Uh, now, the important thing is that we can get back up and and we can dust ourselves off and we can get past it. Yeah. Um, but I, I really do. I think I think you got to sit there and and sometimes and and feel sorry for yourself and feel that pity and then go. You know what? I'm I'm gonna move on. And I know I I sound like a self help guru right now, but but <laughs> maybe I, you are. But man, I've I've been there, JJ. I think we've all been there. And and I wouldn't want to do away with feeling that emotion from time to time. You, you brought up so many great points. And the one thing that I want to hit on first is that it's often when people have self pity, they feel guilt over it and say to themselves, "I shouldn't feel this way." That's what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where the fine line between health and danger is on this, that the, the people that have chronic self-pity, and, and, and we're talking to you folks, everyone that's listening right now has some level of self-pity going on. Either it, it, it has been recent, maybe it's right now, or certainly something will come up in your life where you'll have plenty of opportunities to pity yourself, that if you are very consciously aware of this uh, woeys me attitude, and it frustrates you. That will be the one encouraging factor that will help you move past it. Yeah. However, if this becomes comfortable for you, mm-hmm. then you are a, potentially in a really, really bad place. Yeah. There's a difference between between again feeling this as part of kind of your natural process of of whatever you're going through, and and beginning to use it as a crutch. Yeah. So what exactly is self-pity? So Webster's or anything on the internet will tell you it's excessive, self-absorbed unhappiness over one's own troubles. I pity the fool. Feeling sorry for yourself Mm -hmm. is another way to look at it. Quote, unquote, poor me. And uh, it happens often when there's not enough people around to give you pity. Yeah. Uh, Let's face it. We don't need to self-pity ourselves if there's plenty of people 
laying it on. You know, if you have loss in your life or something bad's happened, yep. you probably have a whole lot of people that are uh, that are telling you woe is you. Yeah, and hopefully you're pushing back on those folks. But some, but it feels good, right? I mean, it feels good to know that people care about us, and we do it for other people. I, hopefully, you have empathy. And when people are going through bad things, you want to be there for them, and you say things to them that equal pity. Yeah, it may not mean that way because the word pity sounds like we're handing someone something that is uh, small and meaningless. Mm-hmm. But we're emotional. Uh, Dale Carnegie said, "Remember, you're not dealing with creatures of logic; you're dealing with creatures of emotion." So it it is a powerful emotion. It's also considered to be one of the most dangerous emotions because it starts to teeter us on the edge. Of depression, yeah. if we're not if we're not careful, and and here's here's a concept I want you to think about for a minute. If you're not putting yourself out there to accomplish a lot of things in your life, uh, you're taking a lot of risks. You're out of your comfort zone. You're doing things to grow yourself and to grow your family. When you're doing those things, you're going to face failure way more often than other people. Yep. So that means you have a much higher chance of pitting yourself over most people. So you're probably going to have more self-pity, just like you said. I mean, there's going to be all these obstacles that come in your life. Folks, if you're sitting on your couch all day and just taking the easy road, you're probably not going to have a lot of things that are coming at you that you have to defend yourself from. So you don't have a reason to pity. But how bad is it whenever you have people pitying themselves for no reasons, just because you don't have what other people have? Yeah. I mean, there are certainly some people who use it to create some drama in their lives, to create a situation where, uh, you know, they can they can gain sympathy from others and, and they start using that sympathy as a, as a drug to make themselves yep. feel better mm-hmm. because it's a form of attention that they're getting. Yep. And we all have either been there ourselves or have seen people... Uh, people who do that, yeah, and, and you know, and that's where it gets really unhealthy. It's funny you say drugs because John Gardner said self pity is easily the most destructive of narcotics. It's addictive, gives momentary pleasure, and separates the victim from reality. Mm-hmm. Because a big reason why you and the rest of us will have self pity on ourselves is we have mismanaged expectations of what life really should be about. Something should have went a certain way, and it didn't. Woeys me. Yeah. And there are moments in your life where I do agree with you, James. I think we have to pity ourselves a little bit. Uh, it's part of the recovery phase. There's a lot of you listening right now, though, that have too much pity in your in, in your life. You, you pity yourself too much. And these are my words for you. You know, when things don't go your way, you tend to blame other people. Folks, life isn't fair. Life is never fair. It was never designed to be fair. And by the way, it never will be fair. You have to stop expecting certain things to happen. Life doesn't owe you anything. Nobody owes you anything. It's up to you to make your life count. And when you're on that path to making a difference in this world, you're going to get stopped frequently. You and I have talked about this, James. We're both on uh, a totally different path in our lives right now than we were two years ago when we started the show. True. And um, the, the walls start to get bigger. Um, the dollar signs seem to get larger. Mm-hmm. Everything starts to get in larger scale. So we have to grow with it. And when we are knocked back on our back flat, that is not the best time to pity 
you have to get back up and fight back. Well, that's a, it's an interesting concept. When do you pity? When's a good? I mean, do you just do it and get it over with. You know, I, that's that's a that's a great question. I think it really depends on on the person, and you know, different different people have different reactions. You know, I go back to. Uh, Carter Lewis and Carter is a guy who would I'd love to bring on the show sometime. So Carter was involved in the in the um, accident that uh, killed Lieutenant Brad Clark in Mechanicsville, and Carter lost his uh, right leg below his mm. knee in that accident, and uh, so he is he's an amputee now. And I went to the hospital. I think about twenty four hours uh, after the accident happened. Uh, to see Carter. And when I went to the hospital to see him, before he even said hi to me, he pulled out his cell phone and he showed me a video of firefighters that were working with prosthetic legs. Wow. And he had a smile ear to ear. And he said, this is going to be me. Mm. And, you know, I just... And it, like... What a vision! Never, and, and I don't know what happened. I'm not saying he never had any self pity. I don't. I don't know whether he did or not. But I can tell you from anything that any of us saw, he right away had just had this emotion of just I, I'm going to get past this and move forward, and I'm not going to let this be a negative uh, in in my life. Um, and. You know, I, I'd like, I don't know, God forbid, if that ever happened to me, I, I don't know how I would react, but I would certainly think I would go through a phase of, of some pretty serious self, self-pity. self And so I really think it depends on the individual and, you know, whether it's an indication of how strong you are uh, mentally, um, whether you get perspective depending on other happenings in your life mm-hmm. before something like that happens, um, I, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? You're hitting, uh, you're hitting on an interesting part of this subject that I found a lot in my research, James, uh, of people that are um, disabled, handicapped, uh, multiple stories of people that have one limb left, and they are more productive as a person than most of the rest of us, uh, blind, deaf, talk about people that have earned the right to pity themselves for the rest of their life, but absolutely haven't. And I'm not saying those folks, some folks don't, but when you see someone, you just go to YouTube right now. I mean, there are videos all over the place of people that are making not just the most of their life, but more of what they've been given or left with than the rest of us. Right. No, absolutely. And and by the way, going back to to Carter mm-hmm. and what that and, and and you know, this is very relevant to our topic. So this person who had this attitude from day 1 that I'm I'm not going to pity myself. I'm going to I'm going to move on. So this happened uh, October 11th and yesterday was um May 16th. Uh so yesterday he went back on active duty. Wow. Full, like fully released, um, with a prosthetic limb in seven months. Wow! You know what the rest of the world would tell him? You're never going to be a firefighter again. Give up your dream. Correct. The the rest of the world, and maybe because I'm just this is I have no idea. There might be people that were closest to him to say, 
don't try it, Carter. It's it's over now. Yeah, and I don't I don't know. I, I don't know either, but, but you but, see that. Yeah, but he went he went back to work full time on a fire engine yesterday and he had to pass all the physical agility tests wow. that anybody else has yep. to pass in order to be able to to get back on again. What determination. And uh yeah, and so <clears throat> again, I, I just I say that because I think that his ability to do that in such a short time frame it, it was his mindset, and, and yeah. he, he didn't have that self-pity. You mentioned something in that story that I want to I harp on a little bit. You said, I don't know if he ever pitied himself. Yeah, I don't. And that is a really huge piece of this topic, that most people that self-pity themselves, we don't know about it. Yeah. Most self-pity never gets seen or spoken. So he may have self-pitied himself tremendously, but he did it in a way that it was all inside of him. Now, there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs to that. Now, the, the, the up is he's not affecting the other people around him. He's yeah. not pulling other people down because oftentimes when we, when we pity ourselves, we're actually fishing. We, mm-hmm. we are fishing in our life for other people to say, look at me. Can you please give me some pity? Other people will keep it to themselves, A, because it is the most comfortable, really, like just to, that, that, that self-talk that you go through of all these things that are going wrong with me, all these bad situations. Why is this, why is this happening to me? Um, so we have, to, we have to be careful with people around us that we don't assume that they aren't pitying themselves and they don't need our help. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that are in, in deep trouble emotionally in our life right now are the ones that we never know about it. James, how many times have you seen or heard of people committing suicide? And everyone's like, he would have been the last person I would have expected to do that. Yeah. I mean, talk about the pity that that person goes through in their life that they have to, that they have to battle and it's, and it's all kept within them. So with the people that are in your life that could be struggling with some things, don't assume because you don't hear them pity and you don't see them pity that they are not struggling deeply with something. No, a lot of the time we uh, a lot of the time we don't know. You're absolutely right, and you never know what goes on behind closed doors. And uh, and yeah, and and so we tend to make assumptions. Not everyone has a Mr. T in their life. Yeah, and it would be easy to assume with someone like Carter that, gosh, this guy never pitied himself. You know, and again, I, the truth is. I don't. I don't know. I just know what I saw, which uh, is not, and what everybody else saw, which is not what you would have expected. Uh, you know, from somebody who just went through something like that in their lives. Let's talk a little bit more, just to identify where this pity is going to show up most. The areas where we tend to pity ourselves the most. Um, this is my list. I came up with this list probably for a lot of self uh, self experience here. I just this is like where have I pitied myself a lot? Yeah, uh, not being enough. Mm-hmm. And that's a broad statement, but that's not being enough to your relationships, to your family, to your work. It's just a constant feeling of not being enough, not trusting your choices. I, man, I, I, so I've spent a majority of my week this week working with leaders to, to be better leaders. And I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people that second-guess themselves and don't trust themselves, and, and they don't speak up, and, and these moments just fly by. Right, these moments all day long. The, the average leader makes ten thousand decisions a day. Right, all right. So you have ten thousand opportunities to screw it up, and then when you watch these big these big moments go by, you go, "Gosh, I wish I would have done this." You start to really self pity yourself because you don't trust yourself. Uh, not taking responsibility that brings on a tremendous amount of self pity. Uh, not feeling self confident. It's almost like the self confidence is the antithesis of of self pity. Because if you're confident, and you can't become too confident. It's called narcissism, folks. 
Um, but confidence is one of those fire extinguishers to, to self-pity. You think of Carter, you think of any other moment that you've been in your life where you got beat down and then you pulled yourself by, up by the bootstraps and you sucked it up, buttercup. Well, you you found some confidence somewhere to go do that. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important part of this. Um, not being able to handle a, a, a difficult situation. T- just to tell you a quick story, and I hope she wouldn't mind me saying it. I'm not even going to mention any names. So in one of the groups that I was working with this week, um, I had a woman that has been a safety officer in the construction industry, the commercial construction industry, for over 30 years. And she added up, she didn't really think about this, she had added up that she had been um, a part of 17 fatalities in her career, construction mm-hmm. fatalities. And she was telling me a story about one of them where um, the guy fell about 14 stories mm-hmm. in a building. And the general contractor, like her job was to go and lock the place down and and uh, control the situation. So she goes to the general contractor, and the general contractor said, um, we just killed somebody, and he walked off the job site, never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. So she all of a sudden found herself in a situation where she was in control of everything. And she was very proud of what she was able to do in such tragedy. But uh, that's a guy right there that that pitied himself. Yeah, We, we just killed somebody, and, and with so much pity, he avoided his responsibility as a human being to do not just do his job, but to do what a, a person needs to do. That's a huge deal. That's a big event. Right. But what about the little times that this happens in your life where you walk away from some responsibility? I'm on the board of the Relationship Foundation of Virginia, and um, one of the things that we are out to do is to exterminate missing fathers, right? Because dads don't take responsibility in, in their life. That's pity. It's like, I'm not meant to be a dad, so they run away from it. I mean, your your pity can affect other people tremendously if you're not careful. Um, not finding a way to shine in this world, I think that's starting to become more of a struggle for people, James. Like, with less adversity in, in, in a lot of things, people are looking to see where they're supposed to shine in this world, and they don't feel like they shine. They don't feel like they glow. They don't feel like they have a purpose or whatever. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They start to pity themselves because they didn't um, fulfill their potential, so to speak. Yeah, and do people like that? I mean, especially if someone was in self pity, that's one of the places where I would, uh, I would, I would slap them, so to speak, mm-hmm. and and say you are you are not trying hard enough. Because guess what? It is it is not that difficult Absolutely. to shine in this world. You know, I'm I'm going to interrupt this list for a moment for something that um, our friend uh, Sugar Ray on Facebook just put. Uh, I've known Sugar Ray since high school, and he was in a tragic car wreck and left him paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And he's listening to the show right now. And he said, my wheels add to my character and allows me to reach people that I may not have reached otherwise. I truly respect that firefighter, definitely a hero to gain inspiration from. And that's coming from a guy that hasn't been able to use his legs in 25 years. Yeah, that's awesome. So Sugar Ray, thanks for thanks for that inspiration. Yeah. You're, you're an inspiration much. to the rest of us. Um, I think we could just probably do a whole show of talking to people like Sugar Ray to find mm-hmm. out how they've been able to overcome things because their tragedy really doesn't compare in, in com- it it pales in comparison. Our tragedy pales in comparison to their tragedy and what they've been able to do with it. Yeah, I mean, but it's all you know, it's all relative, and and that's you know that's the that's the interesting one of the really interesting things about life to me. You know, your your biggest problem in the world could be that that you can't walk and yeah. and you being anybody and and maybe that's something that sends you into a spiral unlike mm-hmm. sugar ray who 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 has embraced it 
um, and, and it sends you into a spiral of self-pity. You know, my biggest problem in the world uh, might be that, you know, my, my new car broke down. Exactly. And, and that has me in absolute shambles of self-pity or because even I can't get days. around. Your, your favorite sports team didn't win their game. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, but if if I lost my legs the day after that happened, I would no longer care about the fact that that sports team lost. So, Mm-mm. you know, we we have a tendency to get really upset sometimes and in that self-pity at whatever the yeah. worst thing in our lives at that moment is. Sometimes it's something that's truly horrific, yeah. and sometimes it's something that's really not that bad, but in relation to everything else... It is that bad yep. uh, to us. And, you know, the fire service, man, I tell you what, uh, for me, like, it is the ultimate, like, perspective builder because you spend all day, and you and I have talked about this before, seeing people that are in situations so much worse than whatever your bad situation every day at that moment. Every day. It puts everything in perspective. Most of us don't have that, but it's been a real blessing Um for me in in really putting the important things into life in perspective because you just you you meet people constantly that are going yeah. through things with their health with their their life with loss um that that again doesn't even I mean my, my problems are no comparison I'm going to interrupt this list yet again we may get through it by the time we get done with the show <laughs> but it, it it reminds me of my turning point in life uh, where I became better about self-pity I went on a mission trip to Armenia and this was a solid 15 years ago now, maybe even longer than that. And folks, until you go to a suffering third world country, most people wouldn't consider Armenia to be a third world country. Most people actually don't even know where Armenia is. Mm -hmm. But they used to be part of the Soviet Union, and when the Soviet Union broke up, um, uh, basically this country became independent and they had uh, nothing. They really they had no support. They had no um, uh, they they had no real government in place. They had to they had to do all these things from scratch. And what started to happen is um, poverty set in, and and it became an incredibly incredibly poor country. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the outer limits. And by the way, when the Soviet Union fell apart, um, they went to war with Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan is a militant Muslim country. Armenia was a Christian company country, and as soon as the Soviet Union fell apart, they went to war, and there were slaughter over, over, over like a million people were slaughtered. Turkey yeah. slaughtered Armenians at the turn of the century. So we go to this country, and it took us about four or five hours to go about ten miles because there were so many holes in the in the road from the bombs. And we showed up, James, and there's no trees in the whole in the whole landscape. They had already cut down the trees a decade ago for fuel. There's no trees left. Mm-hmm. During the summer, they basically take cow patties, and they they uh, they they put them into patties, and they stack them up outside and let them dry out, and they use those for fuel in the wintertime. Wow. Um, the walls and the ceilings are made of metal and wood scraps, right? Mm-hmm. Until you go to a third-world country and watch how other people live, and by the way, I will tell you, generally speaking, almost everybody I met in that situation is way happier than most of the people that I know in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's relative, folks. I, I didn't see self-pity. I, I didn't see people that were upset because uh, we lived in such wonderful... And when I came back, I felt disgusted. Mm-hmm. I felt dirty. It was hard to walk into a Walmart. Their Walmart's about the size of this table. Yeah. I mean, it's it's <clears throat> it's, it's it's bad. We, we have to find 
better comparisons in our life rather than what we see on Facebook and what we see other people driving and these great lives that other people have. It's it, it, it will extinguish the flame that you were given to do great things in this life if you constantly compare yourself to other people. But I will tell you, you want, you want to compare yourself to somebody? Go to a third world country. Yeah. C- compare that. Yeah. No, absolutely true. Our, our good friend, uh, Will Saunders, uh, just got back from a trip to, uh, to Niger. Wow. And uh, yeah, wow. I mean, he, uh, he came back a changed person. Man, I'd love to get him on the show and hear about that. Yeah. No, was, he said it was incredible. Because uh, if Mr. T went to Niger, he would not say this. I pity the fool. All right. So back to our list of uh, where pity can can show up in your life. So we need to be very careful about this. Not being understood and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that all the time in, in, in companies. Most people go incredibly underappreciated. So you can become um, – you, you can have pity over that. Not standing up for yourself. I see that a lot too. A lot of people uh, – don't know where to where to push, and they back down, mm-hmm. and then they regret that, and they start to pity themselves when we don't get what we feel we deserve. And I, you, you should double check everything that you feel like you deserve. <laughs> double check everything. Um, and when people don't recognize your talents, yeah, you can start to have pity. You can. Um, last one on this list is um, probably probably one of the more powerful ones. It's when you can't get over what people have done to you. Mm-hmm. That's where pity really starts to set in. The woe is me starts to set in. Um, the sad story starts to set in is that you just can't get over what someone did to you when you were 10, 15, 20, 25. And folks, I am not trying to minimize some of the more powerful things, bad things that have happened to you, rape, molestation, pain, death. I mean, these things are very, very, very powerful and they're also going to keep you down for the rest of your life if you're not careful. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there to help you get through these things. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, it's a tragedy. It's a real it's a real tragedy when we spend our lives in in some state of self-pity or mm. feeling sorry mm-hmm. for ourselves because you know, you are it, it's tough. It's bad when we allow the things that have happened to us to define every part of us for the rest of our lives. Yep. You know, um, and I know that that may be easy for me to say. I, I I don't know, but you know, when you are when you are just in that bath of of self pity, you're not living, mm. and uh, and and it's 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 a terrible way to be. And and like I said, I do truly believe it is a natural emotion for us to have from time to time. But but man, we we've said it time and time again yeah. here in the last uh, thirty minutes. It it can't define you. Sugar Ray just made another comment I want to read. Uh, I completely understand how self-pity could become a spiral down a drain of life. I've been at that point and was almost overwhelming to the point I almost took my own life. Mm. Because, he said later here, he didn't know how he could live without being a burden to other people. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of our self-pity comes, because it's not just being a burden to other people. We become a burden to ourselves. Yeah. And the goal there is to get so frustrated with that feeling, you have to work yourself out of it. That's the thing about pity, James. No one is going to work you out of it for you. You have to be able to work yourself out of that situation. That is a pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Now, you can have support around you. You can have people encouraging you. But that's the thing about pity is we don't feel like we deserve that encouragement. Right. I mean, this is a deep, this can be a deep self-inflicted wound But that also means that with every deep self-inflicted wound, we have tremendous power over it. 
We do. That's what a lot of people don't realize. The more you do to yourself, the more power you can accumulate to get yourself out of that. Mm -hmm. That's how your soul has been designed, folks. Um, I want to run through a couple things of why it's so dangerous because I don't want to. I, I just I don't want to keep marinating in all the, the horrible negativity with this. We've got to get to how to deal with the self pity. But one thing that you have to realize about self pity is it reinforces how you are unique and special. And how it reinforces that uniqueness is that you get so caught up in your head, you think it's all about you. So another reason why self pity can be so dangerous is uh, it usually just remains inside you. And any any emotion, whether it be positive or negative, that stays too far within you actually starts to become something, if it's negative, it can hurt, hurt you even deeper. But if it's positive, it can actually give you the strength that you need to overcome adversity when it th- does show up. Yeah. Um, another thing about self-pity is it blinds you. It denies you the reality of what's really going on. Because you are now, in the absence of facts, people will tell themselves their own story. And that story becomes a story of pity. And you have to find a way to change the script on that story. And one more on this. Pity leads to entitlement. Mm. When you become pitied on yourself, you start to believe that you deserve things and you've earned things. And when you don't get those things the pity starts to grow. It starts to multiply. It starts to become more powerful. So what are we going to do to pull ourselves out of a self-inflicted pity party? Let's talk about it. Um, first of which is stop blaming others. Do you th- do you think pity often comes from blaming others for your, for your, your problems? I think it can. I think if we if we blame others and and we feel like like those uh, those others haven't taken the responsibility, then it can be you know woe is me, nobody understands me, nobody pays yeah. attention to me, I've been wronged in this world. And yeah. g- guess what other people, guess how other people will react when you start blaming them? Typically the, I'm the fool. Yeah, <laughs> typically the <laughs> opposite way when you're in that state that you would expect them to because you expect that person or you want that person to come back and apologize or right the wrong yeah. that you perceive that they've done. But usually what happens is that person, or a lot of the time what happens is that person will, will withdraw even further from you, mm-hmm. and which then, leads you to get deeper absolutely. into it, right? And the, and then the next person, because you go to the next person and then they withdraw the next person. Yeah. It's just like you're, you're just finding someone... You're, you're playing the victim, and you're finding someone to uh, reinforce that yes. over and over and over. It's called the Cartman Drama Triangle, man. It's it's very powerful force if you're not careful, both from you having self-pity and being sucked into other people's pity. Yep. Uh, I actually had a bunch of notes, and I had to take them out because there's no way we were going to get to it. I had a bunch of notes on how you deal with other people that have self-pity. That could be a, a whole other show. Oh, that would be, yeah. Um, so another step in this process is you have to open up your eyes. You have to look past this this world that you've created for yourself that starts to reinforce the pity. Um, go witness other people's suffering. And by the way, you don't have to go to Niger to do it. You don't have to go to Armenia to do it. There are people in your neighborhood that are suffering. There may be people within walking distance of you right now that are suffering, go to a soup kitchen, go to a homeless shelter. They're everywhere. I don't care where you live. There's people that are struggling so much more than you are right now. You spend five minutes with that person, it might make all your pity evaporate. Yep. All you got to do is get yourself into a situation where you say, I've got it pretty good. I've got problems. I've got challenges. But you know what? I got it pretty good. 
Um, another one on this list is we we can't control most of our thoughts and feelings. And I know that's very difficult for you control freaks that are watching the show, but we really can't control most of our thoughts and our feelings. Uh, but we can avoid them by not giving them more space than they deserve. Yeah. Stop letting the pity live in your mind rent-free, folks. You have made the decision to let it sit there and to accumulate this energy that you have. Dale Carnegie said, get busy and stay busy. Yep. Find other things to do other than to think about your problems. Um, and another one on this list, last one on this list, stop trying to go to war with reality. Yeah, Life isn't fair. Embrace it. Get around it. Find other ways to overcome these challenges that you have instead of just saying, oh, woe is me. I guess I'll just go back into my house. I didn't deserve this anyway. Sour grapes. It's got to come to an end, folks. Just like our show is getting ready to come to an end. Yeah. Pity has got to come to an end. You're only hurting yourself. At the, at the end of the day, again, unless it's just part of that natural process, which we started the show talking about, um, it, it, it it's not it's not constructive in any way, shape, or form. Nothing good will come from prolonged self-pity. Nothing. Uh, I want to thank Sugar Ray to be on for, for being on our show this week. He just put another comment here, and it's just a, a huge blessing for us. Thanks, Sugar Ray. He said, thank you both for these incredibly insightful radio shows. You are a breath of fresh air in this world of suffocating negativity. Mm. And i, I got to be thank honest you. with you. We, we often wonder who's listening and how many people are listening and what good we're really doing in this world. And the only reason we are here is to transform the world a little bit for the people around us. So uh, if, if you found value in the show, please share it with your friends. Um, you, you can find the podcast and just send them the link. And anything you can do, if you think this is a value to some of the folks that you're dealing with in life, shoot, I tell you what, you know what you should do? If you have someone that um, you've been hanging around with that is pitting themselves too much, <laughs> send them the show. You know, say, you know, I heard a really good show. I think you ought to listen to it. And just to see how it goes. Yeah, the nigga called, why, why did you send me that exact show? You know, I just thought you'd like it, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll just for an inch go, wow, that kind of sounds like me. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our goal on these shows is always get you to say, wow, I'm dealing with this and I didn't realize it. Yeah. And this is really holding me back. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to send it and say, well, you know, honestly, I thought this is something you might be struggling with a bit. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. You should give a listen. Yeah. Sugar Ray just said, I'm going to stop talking about Sugar Ray. I swear. He said, they'll really appreciate their lives after five minutes here. Mm. I like that. That's good. That's like good it. stuff. So thanks, everyone, for being here. You can join us every Thursday. Well, we brought we put it on podcast Thursday, maybe Friday, sometimes Saturday. Who knows? But every We've week. We've had a tough schedule lately. The radio, radio show is always on at the same time, but yep. and the podcast uh, always comes out once a week. Yep. Facebook Live, we surprise you. Just go to Facebook. You Ray never People know. Show. You, can, you can get all of our shows on, on the live. Just thanks for being here. Come see us next week, folks. See ya! Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week.